calamity. He didn't bump you. He didn't nudge you. He rubbed you. And Rubin's son is racing. And welcome everybody to Locked On iRacing. This is Peter Wilkinson, or Wilco. I forgot to announce myself as Peter Wilkinson last week, so some of you may not have understood who I was, but I am here. In, that's AKA that's you, Ryan Jones. But anyway, um, welcome everybody to the episode two of Locked On iRacing. I am, as I said, Peter Wilkinson, and I'm here tonight with Braden Martin. How you going, mate? Good, Nathan. I mean, Peter, how you doing? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, we'll, we'll get on to some more stuff from from that person who we're making fun of later on. So, uh, shout out to Ryan Jones, you're a legend for shouting us out last week in Aussie Car. If you don't know what we're talking about, he said it was a great podcast, and you can't wait to listen to more of it. And the two hosts, Nathan Verney and Brendan Martin, are top people. So, yes, <laughs> might be the last episode anyway. he listens to after this one. Maybe who knows? <laughs> maybe we'll see. We'll see if I get his results in this week. Anyway. Um, what have you been up to, mate? It's been a week. Has been a week. It's been a pretty pretty quick week, to be honest. Um, it's been really cool seeing all the response um, about the podcast. To, so just start off with that. But what have I been up to in terms of racing? Uh, honestly, not too much. Um, I don't own Road Atlanta, so my staple of the Skippy sort of wasn't really an option this week. I could have bought it, but to be honest, on the weekend, I wasn't in the mood for trying to learn a new track so i actually had to crack at a couple of other things just for a bit of fun um and joined into a mx5 race uh just happened to be running Ooh, wow just about when i was going on um and it, is that an advanced mx5 or is that a rookie mx it was a rookie mx5 so i actually ended up in top split um which went awful i'm not gonna lie um <laughs> it, it was okay i had okay yes, it pace <laughs> it was around okiyama which is where we're heading this week for aussie car um, but one thing i forgot yes. was just how loose those cars feel through the steering oh. wheel compared to like the skippies and other things so that definitely took a little bit of adjusting yeah. to um but yeah you had to okay... turn early in those things to get them around the corner absolutely <laughs> tell you what yeah so i had okay pace but had a spin um I just forgot how people, how crazy people are in those cars and got shunted out of a corner and ended up back near the back of the field somewhere. Um, and then I thought I'd have a go at the um, Radical SR8, which was at Alton Park, which is a really... Oh, f- your favourite place. Yeah, which is a really <laughs> fast, fun car to drive, um, to be honest. Now, what version of Alton Park was it? It was the no chicane version, which was interesting. Oh, Wow. Um, so you can put the foot right down. Yeah, so that was actually really fun to drive. I did a little bit of practice, maybe sort of 15, 20 minutes um, to try and get used to the car. And had I think I qualified maybe about 16th. It was a pretty big field. Yeah. Um, but I had an awesome start. Like I've never started with those cars ever and um, managed to have a really good start, which was awesome. Ended up around about 8th and then on lap 3 uh, coming into the right-hander that would normally be after the second chicane. Um, a guy just ended up on the grass, wobbled, came back onto the racing line and I rear-ended him and that was my race done, <laughs> which wasn't all that fun. Uh, so that's really the only racing no. I've got to do um, in this busy week. But also watched the Bahrain GP, which was good to see Formula One back. Um, yeah, it was. I haven't been a Formula One person for a while, but you and uh, Matthew Mites and a few others have got me interested in this season so I had it on KO and I'm like oh well, I'll watch a bit of this and wow what a finish yeah I mean I had to finish I had to watch the replay because I'd work the next day so getting up at 
well, staying up till yeah. you know approximately three thirty in the morning probably wasn't the best idea. But um, it was a really interesting battle. Um, I guess spoilers if anyone hasn't managed to make it to watching the race yet. But uh, <laughs> watching Verstappen basically try that was basically it was a pace battle, but it was also a strategy battle, which was really interesting. Um, yeah. And Verstappen got right up onto the back of him, but really butchered the butchered the attempt at the move um, with some defensive driving from Hamilton and. In the end, um, couldn't really make up that last little bit of pace in the last 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 three ugh, last three laps, and yet again we're stuck with Hamilton in P one. That's it. Like it was very interesting. Obviously a messy start, but you know the the Hamilton did the or the Mercedes did the the strategy call, which changed a lot of things straight up. And um, you you thought Max had it in the bag, getting getting up to him with probably what four five laps to go. And then yeah, made the move, got the got the got the pass done, but had to readdress. So it was interesting um, to see how the net... two cars were differing as well. Through like Hamilton yeah. was faster through like the first sector by about a tenth, and then Max was making up like five six tenths in the middle uh, sector. Yeah. Um, so it was yeah, it was interesting to see. But then couldn't keep up in that last one, which was the important one because that's where he came into DRS at the end of it. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was um very 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 interesting race, and yeah, the result wasn't the best, but there was but, but it was definitely a good race. There was the bonus so, of Ma- Marza spin deciding to throw himself off at the start of the uh, race as well, which is always good. So I don't think that could have happened to a nicer have you heard bloke. What happened <laughs> to Ricardo out of all that yeah. first lap chaos? So he, I know he clipped his rear sort of back left on was it Gasly's front wing uh, it turned out though yeah. it looks like he had a lot of floor damage so that might have been hampering his pace a bit yeah down the down yeah he wasn't getting enough downforce in the car so yeah. he wasn't getting the speed he wanted which he was upset about but um yeah at least he know they know why and he, hopefully from here on out he gets a bit more pace out of it so yeah what about um, you Pete what have you been up to oh, mate Obviously, just excited to launch a new podcast, and I should go back to the start of the episode and say, hey, go join us in Discord, which a lot of people have, and thank you to all those people who have joined us over in the Discord, and it's uh, lockedonlads.com slash Discord. We'll give you the link. Otherwise, just hit me up on all the socials and stuff like that. You'll be able to get it. Uh, Might even put it in the show notes. We'll see. But yeah, (laughs) definitely thank you to everyone who's dropped by and everyone who listened and everyone who subscribed and reviewed or rated the podcast and if you can go do that if you haven't done that already that would be amazing so the feedback's been phenomenal uh but other than that like i i did a lot last friday where i just sort of tried to find a series that that fitted like i i obviously we're doing skippies and i'm trying to find something else to sort of take my time when i've got it so I went and took the, the the new Delara around the new Hockenheim track, which that track is not what I remembered it because I don't think I, it was it was a full massive track when I last raced it in something or other in one of the racing games back in the day. I didn't realize they'd cut like half the track track off, but <laughs> um, very interesting track. And um, that last little section is still as annoying as as I remember back in the day, and just something I couldn't get right, especially in the Delara. But, Delara's a fun car, just I'm not that good at open wheelers that are that powerful, so I need to start practicing at that. But um, yeah, it, it, very, very happy to check out the new track, which obviously you haven't had a chance to check it out yet. No, I haven't. I haven't driven the new Delara either, to be honest. I've watched um, 
couple of people on stream like uh, Mitch McLeod who's had a couple of decent um, races in it from what I've watched but not one that I've actually managed to try out I've really only tried the F3 the Delara is it the yep. F3 um, I did a couple of yep. series races in those uh, but they were always pretty crazy and pretty hectic they are but yeah the Delara's good it looks weird in it because you're so low to the ground it's so everything's so big around you it feels like you're a little child in this big massive <laughs> oversized go-kart but um, yeah it was good and then I, I took the McLaren uh, Grand Prix car out for a spin because I saw it was at Phillip Island so I figured at least I know the track there I'll, I'll be not too bad and I got some good laps in but then I looked at the pace of, of some of the other people and I was probably about five or six seconds off the pace and I couldn't couldn't find it yet so but it was it was good to get in the, the Grand Prix McLaren and not spin it as much as I used to which is really good throttle, throttle controls obviously got better and um, then I headed across to Rallycross and um took the wrx for spinning in the new brands hatch track which wow it's um it, it's different because you go out out of the pits in brands hatch and you think it's going to be this thing and all of a sudden you're turning right and you can't stop the car because it's on <laughs> dirt and you go straight through the barrier into the old track and then you gotta turn around and come back and um i've forgotten how to drive on dirt apparently and couldn't get this car pulled up at all for the life of me and um battled to to learn the the layout of brands hatch so i sort of walked away from that pretty quick before i got frustrated uh did an oval session uh around texas in the xfinity cars because i've got a b license and sort of sat about a second off the pace in practice there but um had had good fun going around around an oval track it just had was a little bit more technical than what i was ready for straight up uh because i wasn't quite getting the car to to turn in the way I was losing too much pace around the corners because it wasn't a draft track; it was more a, a more of a technical track. So I, I always I find need to work on that. I always find in the oval stuff that I've tried, I just burn the tires so much. So I feel like I have okay yeah. pace, and then you know a quarter of the way through the they disappear. race, the tires are gone, <laughs> and all of a sudden I'm two seconds a slap slower than everyone else, and I realise that I need to do a it lot happens. more practice in this. Yeah, it, it, like, and it's good, and I'm really keen to keep on having a practice in there and, and, and one day, you know, actually start doing some officials again. I did an official today in the trucks because obviously we've been watching a bit of Anne's car over the last week to try and catch up with what's going on over there in the world, and it's got me that uh, fever of driving around in circles and turning left all the time, So or in ovals, I should say. Uh, so I jumped in the trucks today and went in the, the Gander... Um, uh, official series and it was on the um the new iRacing super speedway which has the <laughs> most scariest banks i've ever seen it's like almost 90 degrees to the bloody yeah. the, uh, the the apron so i think i watched dave um, cameron do a race there one day and it was just like full <laughs> throttle 400 kilometers per yeah. hour and there was like eight cars wide just battling the whole, whole yeah. race it was crazy <laughs> It's weird though, because I went in thinking, okay, so I practiced high line, I practiced low line, and I'm like, okay, I can do both, that's no problems at all. And then I get in, and everyone's in two lines until they get to the corner, and everyone sort of folds in like a zipper for the corner, so they all go the low line, and then they come out again. And I'm like, I, my brain isn't that tuned to making sure I'm in the gap and getting over. So I just hung, hung wide every corner for the first few until there was the three cautions or four cautions we had but um lost positions because of that and then i expected everyone to fan in and a whole heap of cars stayed high and pulled high they must have just i don't know 
didn't quite get in there right in front of me, so I then drifted right a little bit, uh, and then that put me into the wall um, enough to damage the front end of the car, so couldn't keep up with the pace after that, but still came home 12th, got plus 2 I rating, I think it was. Um, but yeah, it was good to be driving trucks around a speedway again, which is pretty good. But yeah, that thing's a phenomenal track. And, and trying to pull up into the pits, because you come in from a banking, massive bank onto the flat. So there's, going into the banking and off the banking, there's a little bump for starters. And then coming off, you've got to then pull it from like 285 k's an hour to 105 by the time you get into the pits. Mm. And it's not the easiest thing to do uh, on that track. But it was good fun. or something different. Which is good, and um, the other thing, I tried to drive V8s around Sebring because we were obviously following some scops, and I just wanted to see where I was at compared to the super fast boys, and yeah, I don't like Sebring. <laughs> I was going to say, is it, spoiler alert, very far off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, no, definitely, and um, but yeah, look, we, we were practicing... Um, uh, Sebring for not for the 12 hour we did the 3 hour VRS we, we didn't quite commit to the 12 hour this weekend so uh, congratulations to everyone who did and well done who, who got through the 12 hour had heard some pretty good stories uh, Scott in particular that was in my stream uh, that night was um, had they had a pretty good result in the in the Dallara so um, yeah well done to everyone who did get through it but yeah I did the V8s and I couldn't stop spinning that thing blew an engine at one stage and it was all that kind of fun stuff but I guess the other big thing is you didn't make it but we did the VRS Enduro as I as I alluded to in the Ferrari on um, Friday night and uh, that was Saturday, Saturday night an experience <laughs> it was say. an experience I must I we, we were it was just hilarious yeah. it was just uh there was just jokes flying in the stream <laughs> there was there was banter <laughs> Um, and there was a cows. No, no, not sorry, not cows. There was cars. <laughs> it was cars. It's, it's called the Wilco Shuffle. It's been up on um, Facebook. I'll, I've got to do the other few collections. But we started off. We, we qualify. Qualifying is completely different now, by the way. Um, we didn't know this was our first VRS for season two. But you get a twenty-minute window before the race starts to qualify. It's a whole separate session. Uh, we didn't know that, so Matty might have jumped in the car and done a lap, and then just at the end of his lap, he's we've gone, we've looked at the thing. It's oh, you only get one lap in that twenty minutes. So luckily, his lap counted and it was really good. Uh, so got us. I think we were sixth or ninth or something off the off the grid. And then you got to leave that session. Then you got to go in the next session. There's a practice, a warm up for that. Then there's a gridding period, and then we finally got into the race. He he went really well. He wasn't fast as fast as the guys up front. And he wasn't as fast as the guys that didn't qualify who came through. But we were holding on to sort of 12th, 13th. We'd flipped poor um, Sean Doyle in the first lap. So he got caught up um, coming out of turn 3, 4 sort of area with, with another crash and got bumped into the air. And as he went up into the air, we just snuck underneath. We had no reaction time. And his front uh, rear right hit our car and then flipped him over onto his roof. And that was the end of them for the night, him and poor Dennis. So sorry about that, guys. But we went on until Mighty uh, put his brakes down, going into a corner. The brake wheel was just on the grass and spun him around. And then he clipped a curb, which sent him off into the wall. That was 11-minute uh, repair time. And then I hopped in the car, was doing not too bad. Well, and then let, let me, same thing. Let me set the scene. <laughs> Okay. You were doing not too bad. All yours. You were doing not too bad. And then 
if you could picture, and I know we're an audio podcast, but if you could just picture <laughs> a car, you know, 50 meters, 75 meters ahead of Peter, where he puts a wheel off the track, he spins across the middle of the track, gets like clipped as he's coming across the track and literally sent flying through the air. This poor car in front, which didn't actually get wrecked, so I suppose he's not poor car in front. All they see is a car spinning through the air. They would have never known it was coming and just go straight past their windshield. Um, and as I was saying in the stream, it was literally like watching... like It was like Pete was in the movie Twister, but nobody else was. <laughs> it was just like everyone yeah. else was just in complete normality, but Pete was stuck in the middle of the movie Twister. <laughs> yeah, so the idea is my car was... My Ferrari, poor Ferrari was facing directly up. <laughs> so nose was sorry tail was was facing the ground nose was facing the sky and then I was spinning on the axis around <laughs> so left to right so I was spinning like yeah just it, like a twister is 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 exactly what it was as I moved across the track with no sign of slowing down I wasn't touching the ground or anything and yeah just perfectly went in front of this guy as he's hit the apex and came out of nowhere Luckily, didn't kill anyone else. It's just me, eleven minute repair time and a tow job as well. So, so if you've seen the um, movie, you, yeah. you'll get the cows reference. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but I think we end up thirty sixth overall. It was a different experience because we didn't have things set up properly, and we end up just all jumping in the same channel instead of moving around. Because I didn't have my push. I had um, all teams on instead of talk to teams. So I was going to be tell- talking to other people, and then I didn't change it back so we just left me in the channel so we were just sitting there chatting about formula one and all this other stuff while i'm trying to do um the ferrari around sebring at a good pace and i was doing good until yeah let someone pass and i moved over to let the next person pass and it was just i moved over slight too slightly too much but if nothing else it was good fun it was an experience yeah exactly so that, that, that's what I've been up, up to other than Aussie car and obviously watching the Formula 1 and a whole heap of esports um, racing series. So yeah, we've got plenty we'll to get talk onto about that there. as well later. Absolutely. So that's why, we're, that's why we're spinning through pretty quick. But look, I, I guess we go on to the results of, last, of the last week and we talk about our experience in Aussie car and how much better I am at Skippy Barbers than you, I guess. That's where we head to next, naturally. Well, I have wrote on the running sheet, do we really need to go here? <laughs> like, is this something we really yes, we need do. to talk about? So th- there's not often that I finish <sighs> higher than you in a single race, let alone both races. But our, look, Aussie Car Season 6 happened, round 2. We went to Lime Rock with the terrible West Chicane <laughs> as the, the variant of this week yeah. for the track layout, and it was terrible. Um... We had... How'd you go race one? Let, let's go there. We'll, we'll do our individuals and we'll just talk about the overall results. I feel like I'm talking to a therapist. Um, so, yeah, race <laughs> one. Did you go? Race one was terrible. Uh, and it doesn't get much better from here, to be honest. But race one, yeah, I qualified <laughs> really horrendously. Um, I'd actually done a decent amount of practice which, this week, which is why it was really frustrating. And I ended up qualifying like 16th or might have even been lower. I think it was 16th. Um, which put me right back in the pack um, where I didn't want to be, you know, for context, I normally probably qualify anywhere sort of probably 5th to 10th would probably be my range pretty consistently over the last couple of seasons. Um, And then I missed the start (laughs) because (laughs) uh, I was 
the both races the start was just a really quick start um the lights went really fast and i just wasn't expecting it so my starts are normally really good so that didn't help um we got a couple of laps through i tried to dodge an accident i forgive me if i'm wrong it could have been jack patterson dropped a wheel off the side and kind of did what you did in the um in the endurance and come shooting back across the track i slowed down enough to manage to miss him and someone came up the inside probably didn't slow down as much as uh they could have but they actually made the gap but as they made the gap between jack's car going off and me slowing down their back left tire took my right front tire with them um and there's did that magical netcode repair and off they drove into the sunset and off i drove into the pits <laughs> Yeah, unfortunate. Unfortunate indeed. Um, so that's your race one. My race one was very different. I somehow qualified. So this is the first week when me and Chastity have actually been proper teammates. We've got the same livery and everything like that. We're in chat together as well. So thank you for coming along. Uh, and Jason Pewins for joining us in chat that last week. But um, I qualified with about half a minute to go. I was in sixth and he was in fifth. And then the the other podcast hosts we don't talk about Vernie and um, Sean <laughs> Doyle actually um, jumped in and uh, split us by like oh it was a couple tenths oh, a couple hundredths of a second and um, end up starting eight. There was a few jokes made about having a podcast. All of a sudden, oh, I got faster, <laughs> um, which then made it onto the the actual broadcast. Um, but yeah, then we started. I, I as I do. I went backwards pretty quick. I think I got back to about 13th or something other before there was a few spins. Uh, had a really good battle with Tim Collant and um, sort of... I, I didn't have the guts to go deep on him a few times, so I just sort of laid back probably about half a second and uh, just stayed with him and couldn't quite get the, the run out of the West Chicane, so I ended up coming 11th to his 10th. But in the strength of the field at the moment and um, everything that's going on, 11th was... I was over the moon with that, so... Uh, that was a good result. Would have loved the, to sneak the, into the top 10, but uh, yet to happen this season. Oh, I think it's going to be to tough. That was, that was my best result. Yeah, I think it's going to be tough it's with, the, be very with the field tough. so strong. So race one was dominated by uh, the um, Alex McKellar-Ben Snell show with Chastanoff uh, rounding out the podium. Um, but like you said, there were some good battles between yourself um, and Tim. Um, and there was some other good yep. battles throughout the field as well, which was really nice to see. And oh, that's the thing I think that's awesome about um, the Aussie car is that, you know, no matter sort of the pace you are, there's someone to battle with. I would be remiss exactly. if I didn't mention uh, Scott, uh, is it Barton? And his uh, unfortunate missing of his braking marker that took his teammate out <laughs> into turn one. Yeah, that, that was the thing. <laughs> um, it, it looked like he went almost too deep uh, tried to overtake two people in one corner yeah. and just missed his mark and unfortunately he hit one of the other 15 111 <laughs> cars that were True. on the track and it just looked 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 uh, worse than it should have been but yeah look oh, he got a he got a penalty uh, post race penalty and all that kind of stuff for it so um, race two yeah we, we had the fast what's that oh, I was gonna say race two or. I was going to quickly talk about uh, McKellar and Snell. Oh. So McKellar and Snell had a really good battle um, towards the end. Snell had him and then oh, repeated to get a slowdown in the last yes. two, the uh, last corner of the last two laps. So um, really cost him the victory. Yeah, and he only lost by point two of a two and a half seconds, a so point two, so a quarter of a second. Yep. And uh, fastest lap of the race was was really in form, and then 
yeah, just a slowdown coming out of the West Bend chicane. Yeah. Uh, the last two laps. I'm not going to say choked, but, you know, some might. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. They are fighting but, words. Yeah, handed Alex the win. So Yeah. So race two actually did start a lot better. <laughs> so, as I said, I do normally qualify a little bit better than that. And I think I managed to qualify fourth for race two, which was um, I was pretty happy with. Um, got a good start. Chastanoff uh, pitted early, which was interesting. Um, oh, by the way, I've been told to use the word chastity or Chastanoff a lot less. Right. Um, by a few people out there, so they don't like us talking about him all the time. <laughs> anyway, we'll, we'll move on. Fair enough. Um, he pitted early and uh, sort of put me up into third. I had a bit of a slowdown, well, a bit, a very much a slowdown coming out of that West Chicane, uh, which sort of gave uh, Nathan Verney, my teammate, um, a position. Um, so then I was trying to draft with him for a little bit. Then he pitted and got caught up. Did he pit? Now I can't remember. I think he pitted because he yeah, oh, he, he pitted early. Yeah, he had a bit of a mistake and, and decided he got to caught pit. out with an accident. That's right. Yeah. And then he sped in pit lane, so he went for the old triple pit strat, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> which didn't play out too well. Um, <laughs> no. And then I got caught by Russell, and the plan was sort of just to stick with Russell. I thought he might be able to drag me close to a podium, um, or you know, if thereabouts, at least definitely a top five. Um, and again, got caught a little bit of a slowdown, so then lost his draft, but was still putting in decent times. Uh, stayed out. I was basically four or five seconds behind Russell for the next sort of 10 or so laps and pulled into the pits, and my computer just decided it would turn off. So <laughs> it was one of those nights. It literally just turned off, restarted <laughs> itself, and I rejoined three laps down. So I was basically on track for um, a well, fifth Just a fifth so place. you know... Yeah. Yeah, if you're four or five seconds behind Russell Clark, you would have ended up quite easily in fifth. Yeah, so that was <laughs> anyway very disappointing. Instead, you ended up right down at twenty second. But you know, like Thanks for fifth twenty second, it's close. Uh, no problems at all. I just got the results here. It's really enjoyable watching it, to be honest. So um, it's kind of ruined the team's points for Nathan and I. I mean, granted, Nathan didn't have a great night uh, in the second race either. But you know, it was just a complete. No, I, cluster by. I by did me. hand him a point at the end though, just to help him out because I felt sorry for him. We, so. we do take charity, um, but that yeah, we do. You do. <laughs> uh, that leads me into what I did in race two, which was I was doing this long strat, uh, going going trying to go with people. Um, I wasn't too far behind a few people, pacing really well. I uh, didn't qualify very well. Was about fourteenth or thirteenth, but uh, and once again went back a little bit. But you know, got rid of the, all the cars that pitted and and then just coming up over the hill. Um, tail kicked out but every other time it kicked out I've held it and, and got back online I haven't lost much time been fine but this time it kicked out and it just kept on going I was probably just a bit cocky thinking the car I, I had had a lot more control of the car than I did and spun off into the wall and that took me out towed got back out lapped down and and then yeah just basically filled in time to the end and then was too busy watching what was happening up front on the the leaderboard because obviously I had Chastity in chat telling me how he was you know close to Russell and and trying to come out with McKellar and all that and I looked at the timing board at the West Bend chicane and went straight ahead <laughs> um, into the wall and by the time I got back out Nathan Verney had, had cruised past me to um, get that extra point off me unfortunately so. Yeah. So race that was a a race to forget. Race two uh, went to Ben Snell. He managed to sew this one up. So no choking. Uh, Peter's words, not mine. In race two, uh, Alex McKellar <laughs> for second, did, and then Chasty. 
he who we not sh- should not mention uh, was in third. Now, now, did you go back and watch the actual race? Because I know you were pretty livid and didn't want to. <laughs> I did. Did you did. actually do that? Yeah, I did. Did you catch the end where Alex McKenna did what I did coming up the hill, except that he did on the other side <laughs> and almost wrecked his car yep. on the last lap? Yeah. So uh, he was about half a second behind Snell, pushing him really hard. Then all of a sudden he finishes five seconds down. Everyone's like, what's going on? But yeah, he clipped the wall coming up the hill and uh, almost rode his car off, and which end up chastity came down that almost got him uh, across the line so uh, it was a very interesting last race uh, both races that night people trying to give away the, the results so, yeah uh, yeah have you got the the standings at the moment yep. so with the no show from christian perez he's dropped right down the leaderboard now so ben snell heads up he's behind me he won on 195 points with mckella uh he's got a pretty handy lead actually what's that 14 points 16 points rather over um Chastanoff in the or sorry tied for second both on the same amount of points so Nathan Verney my teammate still sitting in fourth and Dennis Hancock rounding out fifth place excellent yeah cool uh the teams is Van Diemen Land Racing Van Diemen Racing yep be in front I think um and then I think it's White Knuckle yeah, Racing so haven't got and it then there. Nathan and I uh yeah, still uh, in third, but fair way off the pace. And then Emu racing fourth, catching up to you guys quick, smart too. So you are still um, beating me in wiggles. incident points, so we can still have that. So you you do beat me <laughs> in something. You got to cling to something, don't you? <laughs> uh, let's move on to V8 scoops, which I did watch this afternoon with a, while I was doing some show notes and things like that. But you had a, a much more in depth look at this. But so what happened yes. in over the weekend on Sunday? Yeah, so I had a watch of the Scops. Um, they headed to Se- Sebring, the either you love it or you hate it Sebring, um, which was for uh, three races on Sunday. So there was the Super Split Two race. Um, which was a 17-lap race, and then their top split had two races, a 17-minute and a longer 21-lap race. So Super Split 2 saw a really dominant performance from Kyle George, who managed to win his way into the top split races for that night. Um, he Yeah, he was like two or three seconds ahead for most of it. Yeah, so he went from really green good. lights to checkers and won, won the whole thing. So he's been racing really well for United Sim Sports. Um, they were talk- there was talk about you know the safety car being involved and there was a fair bit of chaos but no safety car was called. Um, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna butcher this name. Talianic Talianic <laughs> came home for second, um, and Reese Keane rounded out the podium. And uh, I won't mention that last part because those two had a really good battle at the end too. Like the- that was where everything was to watch uh, at the end. So. Obviously, George going off to win quite easily, but those who definitely swapped swap back and forth for second yeah, at, uh, over the last couple laps. And so. it was like that through most of the races. There were some awesome battles. So race one uh, of the first um, top split, rather, uh, was an awesome battle between Josh Anderson and Ethan Warren. I thought, I'm pretty sure they were both fighting for their first ever top split win. Yes. So once Madison Down crashed out... Um, it was the top four had never won a race before. Yeah. So it was Anderson, Warren, Purdy was in there, and I'm going to forget the last person. But um, definitely it was all of them up for their first win. But yeah, Anderson and Warren sort of pushed out uh, and yeah had had the battle to themselves after a bit there. So. Yeah, and like you said, there were some big names that kind of had those mistakes or issues. Richard Hampstead um, went for a gap that just wasn't there and cost himself a drive-through penalty pretty early in the race, which was um, pretty interesting. It did get a bit messy. Both 
races to be yeah. honest but you know that there's 40 cars on on the track at once and all of them are probably just as good as each other only a few you know tenths or hundredths of a second between them and that they're, they're battling so yeah there was a there was a few little incidences but probably more than i would have thought there would have been anyway yeah and um, maybe that's down to being sebring a little bit as well so so yeah that first very much so. first one did manage to go to josh uh, anderson though so it was good to see him get his first win uh, like I said, from Ethan Warren. And then uh, third place was Jared Philsell, who was fresh off of his 12-hour uh, top split victory racing with Scott McLaughlin, I'm pretty sure. I think that's what I was watching uh, early on Saturday um, on I'll Twitch as well. So pretty handy weekend I, I heard him. Scotty had McLaren in there helping him bloody with um, tactics and stuff. Yeah, anyway, yeah we we'll... Yeah, so that was interesting. Uh, race two, uh, Madison Down and Richard Hampstead actually bounced back very well and managed to finish themselves uh, first and second in that race as well. And this was this was an awesome race, the longer race. Um, Brady Myers, I think, picked it up was... third. Yeah. Um, and the battles on the last lap were, were awesome. That last, probably the first third of the last lap, um, they were basically two two and a half wide for the first third fighting for first second and third um and it was it was yeah. crazy but that caused madison to get a bit of a breakaway um but then back even further like i think it was fighting for like ninth to 12th i think it might have been uh i reckon it was like jordan ross joshua anderson cooper webster and job stewart they were basically two by two the whole last lap fighting it out and then you know yeah. a massive sprint to the line it was it was crazy yeah, so the, what really robbed us in this race was the, the early, two early safety cars yeah. because that basically took pit strategy out of the window. Now, how crazy was it watching that pit lane? Oh. Uh, and there was two people who got stuck out to it where they completely missed their bay. One person overshot their bay by about five or six car lengths because you had 40 cars in there in, what, 20-odd bays, and it was chaos. One thing I always find hilarious when I watch the Scops is when uh, qualifying starts and there's just 40 cars all banging it out of the pits just to try and get track position. <laughs> uh, it was really funny. I was actually That's watching um, Emily Jones' uh, stream for a little bit. Um, uh, poor girl again. Yeah, and it was it was really funny because <laughs> she went out first, got out on track first, and I think she gave her partner a toe, and she was annoyed that she gave her partner a toe because so, he beat her time, yeah. so it was um, pretty funny. Um, <laughs> I must give a bit of a shout-out as well. Uh, Reese Gardner and Jake Sperry did just an awesome job on the Top Split broadcast. Yeah. They, they have great chemistry when they're working together um, on comms, which was really, really good. Yeah, he's, Sperry's definitely um, definitely better commentator than he is a Skips driver from what <laughs> I had, had with him in the first season of Aussie Car. But anyway, no, he's, they did a very, very good job. Yeah. So, so that, that, that leaves us with the standings. So um, if I am correct... Oh, no, I'm not because I've put the wrong one up. Uh, <laughs> Hampstead should be leading from what I understand yeah. if you want to quickly grab it up. I'm pretty sure that's right. But Madison should be pushing back. Yeah, at the moment, and it's just dominated by um, Trans Tasman Racing at the moment. They're just <laughs> they're everywhere. There was a little bit, a little bit annoying watching, um, watching how many Trans Tasman cars there were. So anyway, it's it's a thing. You've really linked the wrong thing here altogether, haven't you? I think I have. Yep. <laughs> That's okay. That that we'll get to that later. We've got two weeks to, to follow. Actually, they could. With Tasmania V8s changing, there could be a change to that. But, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully in two weeks yeah. we'll, we'll cover it a bit more. Okay, now, um, up next I'm is gonna... Anne's car, right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to interrupt you here. We've got to talk about the elephant yeah. in the room. 
You know, well, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I just I know we talked about Anne's car last week, and we did. And I called it ANZ car. I'm sorry, but yeah, it is Anne's car. And there was a bigger mission from Anne's car. Now, I don't like to call him this, but I'm going to say self-proclaimed voice of Aussie car himself. Ryan Jones got in contact with me, and he never heard of him. Sorry. He was not impressed. That we may have missed his second place last week. So I think it's only fair that we make sure we go through his results this week. Would you agree? We definitely. Okay. Yeah, definitely. We'll, we'll definitely keep up on that. Um, so let's go straight to the trucks. We'll jump around. So Darlington happened uh, on Monday night. We did 100 laps around uh, the old Darlington track in the trucks. Uh, and look, qualifying was unbelievable. So we had 0.003, so three one thousandths of a second covering the top three. Uh, Williams and Skurlock. Uh, Williams got pole over Skurlock, but the top 11 were covered by one quarter of a second. It was just... Uh, they were actually saying on the thing, it's the closest uh, qualifying they've had in the series so far, but it was really good to see so much um, so much competition there just out of the qualifying. Now, out of that, Skurlock ended up starting from the pits. I haven't found out why. I need to probably go do a bit more research, but he, he was there, then he disappeared, and then he started from the pits, so... I don't know what happened there, but unfortunately his second didn't really count for, for much on the night. Um, look, from there, Edward Foster got this massively great start. He was really doing well. Um, Williams was doing well, who's uh, currently the series leader, if I pull up the track the right one. Yeah, Stephen Williams has a massive uh, lead in the championship at the moment. So he was just, you know, happy to be up there and then all of a sudden put himself in the wall in the early start stages of the race and... That sort of saw him go backwards down the track, but you know, to his effort, uh, to his amazing skill, put up a great effort to um, keep that damaged car going pretty well, and probably helped out by a few other cars doing exactly the same thing that he did later on in the race as well. But uh, Joshua Carroll Walden also uh, charged up the field from where he started as well. Uh, Skurlock, by the time the first caution, which was about lap fifteen, had already got himself up to eleventh as well, which was. A very good effort, starting from pit row. Um, as happens with anything on an oval, one caution led to another caution, led mm-hmm. to another caution, and all of a sudden we had uh, three cautions in quick succession, um, which saw a few few drivers... Uh, obviously, all the drivers got to stop for, for their first stop at that stage, which was really good. Um, but the interesting one, I think it was the second caution, Aiden Schultz was coming around the corner, and I guess we'll talk about it a bit later, but there's a new smoke model on uh, iRacing at the moment and in oval tracks the cars lock up at pretty high speeds and smoke goes everywhere and Aiden Schultz basically did Days of Thunder had to go through the smoke and pray the car wasn't there and the car was there and took him out unfortunately so uh, was looking pretty good otherwise but the other big charge at the start of the race was also uh, Kay Donnelly uh, jumped up a, a whole chunk of places at the start as well uh, and then we get on to our mate Ryan Jones oh, who there's a mention. Uh, sort of about Mid-race, uh, pulled his way up to second and was looking really good. It looked like he had some speed to probably um, push on to to first. Um, and then sort of did what you did. The tyres started to go on him and he sort of started falling back through the field uh, because they had this massive green section in the middle. So all these cars were starting to push their tyre life by about lap 4, 50, 55, 60 when we finally got the final caution. But... Um, Luke Trahar, who would look really good, and he's right up there in the championship as well. Um, he was looking really good till he put it in the wall. Skurlock had made him made his way into a podium position at this stage, from starting from the pits. 
Uh, but like I said, Ryan Jones and a few others' tyres started going, and then luckily they had a um, safety car come out, and everyone just piled into the the pits, and, and we got to, I think it was 38 laps dashed to the flag um, on fresh tyres, which was really good. And then race starts, Ryan Jones hits a, a a bump in the road and spins himself out and puts himself out of the race 37 laps before the end. So He might not ever ask to be official... mentioned ever again. <laughs> He looked really good until he crashed the car, but um, you know he, he was doing really well. Just as he said on the stream, he just made a silly mistake. Um, and and in trucks, when your rear end goes, it's really, 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 really hard <laughs> to keep it from doing anything else but spinning around. So bad luck, Ryan. Um, but uh, so yeah, so thirty-eight laps to go. Ruben Phillips was another one who who pushed his way up to the front and actually got into the front runners there with with a handful of laps to go. Uh, Skurlock and Foster were fighting it out close to the end um, and then both Phelps and Skurlock uh, almost got commentators curse, uh, curse because they were talking about how good they were going, both hit the wall uh, not many laps after each other and yeah, started falling back through the field unfortunately, but Riley Curtis was the big winner out of all, started in P21 wow. and just kept his car clean, kept his car going beautifully and end up in second for the night so congratulations Riley Curtis on a really really good second uh but overall look Edward Foster was the by far the best driver out there on the track and um doesn't normally run trucks it's just that um the Anscar Cup cars have got the week off so he thought he'd give it a go and he likes Donington so Donington did I say Donington Darlington (laughs) um yeah he loves that track so he jumped in and yeah showed him how to drive the trucks did really well. But yeah, Riley Curtis, Stella for second. Uh, Skurlock held on for third, even though he had the damaged car in the end, which was a really good effort coming from the pits. Um, great drives from Luke Trahar, Ruben Phelps, and Joshua Carroll Walden, who end up fourth, fifth, and sixth, uh, respectively there. Um, but massive shout-out to Matthew Raymond, who started in P28 and finished seventh, was the biggest mover of the night, and obviously... Kay Donnelly, we mentioned before, starting in 19th and finishing 9th. Uh, out of that, 11 cars finished on the lead lap. So, really, really, really good result. Yeah, I know you were saying earlier in the week that you've really been enjoying watching the Anne's car stuff, so I might have to try and check out one of these streams uh, pretty soon. On on the commentator's curse thing, I can sympathise with that because after doing uh, a couple of enduros with you in the team, uh, you're very good at the commentator's curse. Yes. <laughs> I'm very good, so hopefully no one ever, 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 ever asks me to commentate because I'll be taking out half the field. <laughs> but if you want to check out that broadcast FGME cast, go check out the new home for Anne's Car Cup and Truck Series. So uh, definitely they're Monday nights with the uh, the Cup on Thursdays. So watch Aussie Car first and then go watch Anne's Car afterwards. But the Anne's Car Cup went to Bristol Dirt, which is very, very interesting seeing um, the NASCAR on dirt which um, looked terrifying to drive, but it was great to watch. So um, congratulations to Devon Stove, who really did put on a masterclass of driving uh, the cup cars on dirt, uh, kept, the, kept the car off the wall mostly, uh, finished, finished the winner. But the interesting one is we'll talk about um, Edward Foster again. Uh, because he he raced it on the third, took a very different line to most people, which was the lower line, which was the safer line, it turned out, because everyone who went high eventually was hitting the wall a fair chunk and, you know, 
made their car sort of not as fast by the end of it, but Edward Foster kept it off and just kept it clean and came up to third. Uh, shout out to James Robbie as well, who, who nabbed second there, looked strong all race. I think he started from pole, if I remember, or he was definitely right up there, and uh, everyone was saying how um, he really had control of the race in the first first part and then sort of, yeah, ended up coming coming second, which was really good off uh, for him. Uh, impressive arrive for Neil Pearson, um, who fought his way through the field, who's currently battling for the lead. Um, it, in fact, he, this result tonight uh, from Neil Pearson ended up putting him equal to the championship lead, which was really good. Uh, coming fourth, Josh Micklemore and himself are now tied on the top of the table for 262 points. Um, the other big movie of the championship was... What's I was that? just going to say, I will have to um, have a go at Bristol Dirt. It's not really something that I yeah. you know, think I'm going to be interested in racing, but I just can't even begin to imagine what it must be like to drive a NASCAR on dirt. So I think it's something I'm just going to have to jump into just out of sheer curiosity. Yeah, and it, and it was interesting them talking about the lines, especially over the length of the, the race and um, how the top line was... was definitely slipperier but faster and um yeah it it was it was great to watch and definitely something i want to try but um hopefully one day and i probably will suck at it um and spin my car every time but anyway we'll see what happens um there was a big mover in the championship we talked about him in the truck series but uh luke trahar jumping up seven spots with his 12th uh, sorry 212th after his great fifth place finish in uh at bristol dirt uh so just quickly we'll go to these guys so as we said, Josh Micklemore and Neil Pearson, 262 points apiece, uh, with Edward Foster coming third at 221 points. Um, Daniel Grzeski, no, that's not it, but it's close, 217 points. Uh, Michael Skurlock in fifth on 209, uh, with Raymond Jaeger at 204, and Devin Stone jumping up three spots with his win to 200 points. Uh, just going on Ryan Jones' watch, uh, <laughs> we currently see... Him, oh, I can't even find him. Where is he? Does he exist on this thing? He mustn't have many points. <laughs> you might have to have a Ryan Jones alarm every time we talk about him. We can have some kind of siren. <laughs> That's it. We need to. Oh, he's only he's only raised a handful of points, but for the life of me, I can't see him right now. That's probably why I missed him last week. Um, but yeah, he's definitely not in the top few. <laughs> That's going on too long. So we'll head over to the Cup and just quickly go through the Cup results as well. Yeah. Uh, so the Cup results, as I said, Stephen Williams is way out in front. Um, Luke Trahard, two, two races less, is the big problem there. He's on 182 points to Stephen Williams' is 253. Uh, season's almost done as well over there, so Stephen Williams has it all but wrapped up. Uh, Riley Curtis jumps up into third overall. Um, the big mover was Skurlock jumping up six places uh, to eighth. Uh, which is equal with Dwayne Pearson just behind Ruben Phelps in sixth, who's equal in sixth with Cade Donnelly. So uh, that's why I'm looking at the cup standings. Very good. Speaking of cups... So Ryan Jones is not in the cup standings. He's in the truck standings, and he's coming 15th. So speaking of where he is, he's on five races. So that's Ryan Jones. Watch. That's why I couldn't find him before, people. I apologise. <laughs> so speaking of cups, did we want to have a chat about Monday? Monday, yeah, definitely. It's on here. Let's do it. Tin Top Cup V8s versus GT3 at the island. So that is something that is happening 
uh, with Aussie Car. So it's a free race to enter. Uh, it's on Easter Monday. Uh, the race will start at 3 p.m. I think the whole East Coast is on the same time schedule by then. I think the savings is over, but it's definitely Australian Eastern Standard Time. Yep. Uh, one hour and 50 minute race uh, around the the island, 50% fuel, so there will be some fuel stops. And the cars you'll be seeing going around for overall classification will be the best Ford Mustang GT, the best Holden ZB Commodore, the best Audi R8, uh, the best BMW M4, the best Ferrari 488, the best Mercedes AMG, and the best Lamborghini Hurricane, um, with also V8s and a GT3, and then an overall um class as well yes definitely check that out on sinspeed.tv will you be racing on monday yeah look at this stage i will be um got to get make sure the family's okay with it but at this stage i'm getting our lamborghini hurricane that's all painted up and ready to go in locked on racing colors uh out for a spin i think i've got to go practice but the island it's not that hard but <laughs> famous last words um, yeah it will be um but yeah I'm, I'm definitely keen are you having a crack at it i'm not sure i think i'm going to be busy so I'm not so much busy during that time but i think i'm going to be too busy to get enough practice in to make it worth and i, I would hate to ruin anyone else's race um but there is a possibility you, you never know your luck okay we will see you there then that's excellent <laughs> um Quickly before we go on to the news, uh, which there isn't a huge amount of, but we'll talk about it. Uh, I, I did check out the V8 Scoop support series at Sebring, which is an absolutely fantastic concept because it's on Friday nights and it's multiple races with multiple different cars. So they started with the old school V8s uh, in race one uh, and Gilbert and Anderson had a, a great battle uh, till just towards the end. I think about four laps to go and unfortunately O'Keefe just went a little bit deep and, and knocked Anderson off the track. Um, Gavin Cox ended up second uh, with a long way back to Brett Hender in third. So that was Gilbert actually got the win. O'Keefe got a drive through penalty, so that knocked both of those two out. Um, Simon Vella just edged out Simon. Miz- yes, you're changing it. Mizomo. I somehow put X's in there. Sorry about <laughs> that. Uh, in a close battle for 7th and 8th. So yeah, there was some really good battling all the way through the field there. Henry King down in seven, in 13th, sorry, snagged the fastest lap of the race with a 2 minutes 01.56. That was very interesting. But uh, the big upside of this is there was a reverse grid is race 2. And Anderson ended up the last person on the lead lap, which is where the, the split happens. So if you're not on the lead lap, you just automatically keep your position. So all the cars on the lead lap reverse. So oh, he ended no. up getting pole position for race <laughs> two, which we'll get onto in a sec. But there was a truck race in between uh, the old uh, Pro Slam Down series. Uh, I think it is that um, they, they race uh, another night of the week on uh, SimSpeed, do a, did a sort of a feature in the middle of the two races. And look, um, Glenn Postlewaite absolutely commanding um, uh, for first with Reese Gardner. Oh, that's a name we've said before tonight, but uh, he, he edged. Uh, he came second. Um, sorry, with Reese Gardner edging out. Yeah, Sam Stride for second, so Sam Stride got third. Uh, so what other Reese Gardner who was down there showing us all how it's done? Uh, it, look, it was pretty straight up. It was the smaller track, the club track, um, but it was pretty straight up. Um, those those in that order the only major incident i quite enjoyed was justin howe sort of chip and shouldering uh daniel stevens into the netherworld <laughs> uh 
on one of the corners, just went deep in and it, like he didn't, he hit him, he hit him. Okay, it was it was definitely his mistake, but um, he just hit him at the right angle. And with those cars and their suspensions and how weird they are, he just got underneath him and rolled him and just rolled over the fence and and straight. To the I've pits. definitely watched quite uh, a few was... of the Pro Truck um, Showdown streams uh, here and there, and they're definitely the definition of rubbing his racing. <laughs> There's a a lot of yeah, a exactly. lot of paint being traded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was good to see, and he he sort of. Justin Howe held up for him, so I thought he was re- redressing the, the the position. Like he had to, he had to slow right down, and then ended up nabbing him by about two tenths of a second over the line, <laughs> and didn't let him pass. So I don't know what happened then. Um, but Reese Harnell was the biggest mover from seventh to fourth in the eight car field. But then we went on to race two of the reverse grid, and yeah, Anderson starting from the front just absolutely uh, trounced the field. So start to finish, all done. Except for the last fifty meters of the race, so this was this was one <laughs> of the weirdest things I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, so look, technically he was leading for fourteen of the seventeen laps, so he got, like he, he took the lead from from like lap two onwards, and then come around commentators curse. This is great work, you know, Anderson. You've done well coming out of Sunset Bend, yep. uh, the big long multi apex right hander, which is a nightmare, and just looked like he almost went to celebrate and get the car fishing across the thing but actually lost control but I, I think it might have just been tire wear or something and he's just pushed it a bit too hard put the foot down got excited and put his car into the wall pit uh pit row wall and uh, uh bounced off and then found himself facing the wrong direction so his easiest option to go the next probably 150 meters that he had to go was just reversing because he had a fast um uh, finishing O'Keefe coming up behind him, the person who punted him in race one, uh, and and if you look at the photo, I reckon it's there's a photo on the Facebook page, and it it would be what oh. fifteen centimeters it, between it's crazy. Uh, O'Keefe who won and Anderson's rear end that got second. It's just the story as well of how they came how they came together in the first race, and then <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just it was. It was one of the funniest things I've seen, and I'm sure it won't be the last funny thing. But yeah, if that yeah. hasn't been submitted to some kind of iRacing compilation, I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, look, I, I think that was the first thing. I think uh, I think it was Cameron Nance or one or someone was actually in there uh, saying that they were emailing straight away to get that across <laughs> the line. But yeah, 0.085 was the uh, end end result there with O'Keefe beating Anderson. Um, as almost uh, yeah, basically always. Uh, was always in the action in the middle of the track. It was impressive. He was always just seen to be there. Um, had a huge tussle with the the winner from uh, race one, Gilbert, and also O'Connor. Um, in the end, Matthew Pluck got third um, with a big charge from 10th, and Gavin Cox was the biggest mover of the night from fourth, uh, finishing in fourth, starting in 13th. Uh, but, yeah, Brett O'Keefe took the fastest lap of the race and, and, and the win with only leading for, like, the last 50 metres of that. So in a Bradbury-style effort. So well done, O'Keefe, I guess. So, <laughs> how you take him, you um, take him, how look, you get him. You do, and 100% take, take it if it happened to me. Uh, so I didn't think we had any patch notes, but I quickly looked on the forums, and there was patch notes, and it's quite interesting. Uh, so season 2021, season 2 release, and the patch notes come in with a few bits and pieces here. Uh, the main one I want to go to is the new damage model. Mm. 
fixed an issue where the force being applied to wheels in collisions is not limited correctly, making the wheel take more, take damage and brake far too easily. Ah. So I haven't tested it out, but that seems to be a fix for what we've been talking about in the Skippies last week with the new damage model and the open wheels being very, very weak. Well, it's good that they've got to that quickly. So what... was, like we said last week, it was, it was ruining people's races when they'd put in heaps of practice. So hopefully that is a quick fix that they've managed to get right. Yeah, definitely. So it's yeah, it's good to see that they, they did work on it. I think there was a note just after we went off air that to say that they were working on it and they would get to it. So, yep. um, so the other thing is we continue to work on the rebalancing of damage models. No, where is it? Um, uh, it was another one about the necks. Oh uh, yes, I remember you talking about that. There was a second one, though. They followed it up. Um, animations. Here we go. Fix an issue with rather uncomfortable neck condition suffered by some driver's body types while using op- some open-wheeler cars. <laughs> iRacing has footed the bill for these extraordinary chiropractors. Drivers of the following vehicles were affected, and it's the Dolaras again. So, so did you... <laughs> having really problems... Did you manage to have a sore What's neck that? when you went around Hockenheim then? <laughs> Yeah, I did, mate. It was I was always spinning. It was more my head that was the problem, I think, than anything else. I do like how they kind of put those um, Easter eggs into the patch notes. You know, like they they yeah. have a bit of a sense of humour, which is always nice. No, it is. It is really good to see. Uh, there's a few, you know, there's, there's bits and pieces all the way through. I don't know if you had a chance to read them, but um, it's good to see that they're they're putting these fixes out sort of almost once or twice a week at the moment which is is good stuff but then there was another little hot fix came through didn't require a download but it was more ui stuff so um there's there's nothing major in here paint shop changed functional behavior uh save confirmation dialogue to allow discard current changes um things like that and someone's moving around while i'm trying to read it uh so they've also, uh, you can't pick the number zero anymore uh, is, is the big one I pulled out ah. of it. Not that it matters to me, but it's, it is, you can't actually have a car named zero uh, because that's reserved for the pace car. Yeah, okay. uh, double O and triple O can be used as numbers prefixed with a zero or a zero, zero. Yes, you so zero you one still or zero can have number or, zero. Or those kind of things. Yeah. Well, yeah. So... The other thing is, if you go to store, the drop-down option uh, pending currently running season. Now you can actually purchase things from in the shop better um, now. Uh, I read a tab. Um, it is one thing that I definitely think would be nice for them to improve uh, is like being able to buy stuff directly from the UI because it is a bit annoying having to get sent to the website to like process the payment and stuff. So that's something I hope they do look to implement in the future. Yeah, definitely. Um, it might have been in the patch notes that I saw that, but I thought I, they, they'd done something similar to that was one of the fixes. But anyway, there's so much here. If you want to go check it out, um, yeah, it's over on the iRacing front page, all the news. So uh, the other thing I, I put in here that we need to talk about is obviously this new smoke model that's going around the last week and a bit. Uh, you had a bit of experience with that in iRacing on Aussie Car. Yes. Um, it's definitely what did you think of the new model it's a hard one because it it clearly looks better and i guess ultimately it is probably more realistic um 
you know, when you do attempt to drive through smoke in real life, especially if it's, you know, come off the back of someone's tires, <laughs> it's thick and you can't see yep. through it. Uh, so, you know. And it dissipates as well, which is the, the good yeah. thing. Like, it just doesn't vanish. That's right. It, it actually moves away, which is really fun. Yeah, I and guess. I suppose depending on the wind direction, that's going to, you know, have an effect on yeah. it as well. So, I, I think it's a good, it's a good step in the right direction, especially for, you know, that realism and... Um, that kind of thing but it does like I guess <laughs> the people in the Ants car uh, race would be able to attest to make life difficult when there are people spinning in front of you yeah definitely I I, I actually went through one of the corners in um, in Lime Rock and I honestly could not see anything for the whole corner <laughs> uh, I also went sideways around that first bend the whole way around and you can watch on the broadcast just everyone behind backing up yeah. Uh, because they couldn't see and didn't know what was going on, assuming a car was going to be in the middle of it. Which, like I said, like you said, it's more realistic, uh, which is always great. But it's something we're all going to have to get used to. Yeah. So if if let us know what you think anyway, hit us up. Contact us at lockedonlads.com if you want to do it, or hit in our Discord lockedonlads.com/discord, uh, and let us know what you think of the new damage model. Because yeah, very limited experience to it so far. But yeah, ovals. It is chaos, yeah. uh, but at least you also know you've got a better sign of when there's something happening as well. So you can see halfway down the track, I better slow down because there is smoke everywhere. <laughs> and, People um, still won't, yeah. but at least they have the option to. <laughs> no, at least you can if you <laughs> That's do. That's right. So last week, Pete, we had to talk about my rig, uh, the racing rig, that is. So I think Ooh. this week it would be a good thing to talk about your rig. Although I did not mean to say that so suggestively. It's like we got it in the show notes and that's what we're supposed to do, I guess. So let me take my shirt off and you can... No, hold on. You got, Okay, so Simri, let's go. Um, yeah, look, in episode zero, we sort of talked about how I've, I've evolved mine over time. ScoMo gave me some money, so I bought a, bought a, um, bought a rig and, and, and bought a, a wheel for my, for my birthday and, and things like that. Father's Day sort of mixed together, but didn't actually go into what I actually got. So, look, I got the Next Level Ultimate GT rig uh, from Pagnan, Pagnane Imports. I can never pronounce it. I always say it in my head and it doesn't sound <laughs> we'll go right. With that. But, um, yeah, those, lo- those lovely people who since have helped me out a lot more since I got that. Uh, I got the, the standard GT rig. Might be the Ultimate 2, but it was definitely... Um, it's all sort of... It's a two-piece one. So you've got the stand for your... Um, wheel which folds up um, comes with the pedals the, the pedal mount as well the pedal fold like it all folds up flat uh, then the seat itself is its own separate unit mm-hmm. um, since then I've got the keyboard mouse pack for it and I've got the flight sim pack for it in case I decide to do some more space stuff and I've also since got the triple monitor stand for it so I've pretty much got a full kitted out GT Ultimate um, next level um, unit for for racing. How on. do you find? Uh, and yeah, had you... we're doing uh, practice for the Nurburgring what last season of Aussie car. So we're talking probably about what two months yeah. ago now, and actually tore the metal of the frame <laughs> where the wheel connects the wheel bar. Yeah, the real big bust stuff at the Nurburgring. The <laughs> um, I I just I I pull back on the steering wheel when. When I break and I just did it extra hard, got super nervous, and it just—it obviously been tearing for yeah. a while. So, 
it, it just finally I felt it go and I looked at it uh, later on when I pulled it apart they they did that excellent service they found one spare a spare that part uh, because it all pulls apart so that particular part they found a spare one of them sitting in the warehouse and they sold it to me for like 15 bucks yeah, nice. and free postage I think it was so I sent it out and fixed up the rig straight away which is really how do you good. find having the um, uh, triple monitor stand and not sort of having it all all as one unit I would prefer all as okay. one unit but it's so I bought it so I could move the rig aside so it wasn't always in the way and I don't have that problem anymore it's now a fixed okay. unit so now I was going to talk about it at the end but the, the, the next upgrade I want to do is a full 80-20 or 80-40 um, yep. combined unit where, where everything is all yep. in one um, even but with the shifter box uh, shifter stand and everything like that all, so it's a much more solid unit that's my problem with this unit is it's it's just like I can't put a direct dive on it. Obviously, if I'm breaking it with just a standard Logitech wheel, um, if I put a direct drive on there, it's just gonna rip that thing apart to pieces. Yeah. But uh, yeah, def look for as a start, it was good for a limited amount of space in my office, which I originally had. It was really good. Um, but yeah, at the moment, it's just a, a stationary rig that doesn't fold up or go away. So especially once you get triples, like you're not gonna be able to fold it away and have triples sitting there yeah, anymore. That's right. But, Look, if, for a first rig, for the price, it was pretty good. I'm happy with it. Uh, same time, picked up the Logitech G920 and had all intents and purposes to plug it into all different things. Got a little switcher so it would work on both the Xbox and the PlayStation. Did some Gran Turismo, did some Forza, but then started doing iRacing. So that unit's never been used again and it's never been hooked up to either of the other two machines anymore. <laughs> it's just a PC racing wheel now. So um, very quickly did the the spring trick, or the rubber in the, in the brake pedal trick, pulled yep. that out. So if you don't know, in, in the Logitech wheels, there's a rubber grommet down the bottom, which basically you can't go much more than about 80% on the brakes without breaking your foot. <laughs> so pulled that apart, took it out, made a huge difference. But then it's... It's too touchy. You can go down to the floor too much. So I brought the spring pack uh, to, to, to make that almost... Okay. To make it as close to a load cell without it being a load cell. Because it's a... Um, Potentiometer, is it? The spring is a... Is it... What's that? The potentiometer brakes, aren't they? Or something? Yeah. Yeah, so the springs are a gradual spring. I can't... It's a gradual spring. So it actually forces... You've got to push harder to push that spring down once you get lower rather than... That's what the grommet would do because you had to push on this rubber grommet. But it was just too hard. I found that rubber grommet. So this spring pack worked pretty well. Yep. Um, and then... I got an Oculus Rift, no, Oculus Quest, which turns into an Oculus Rift, and that became my new monitor because I was just using a single 27th, 27-inch monitor, uh, which was a game-changer. Definitely improved my times, definitely improved my awareness, but when you're streaming and you're in VR, like, I did it, but it was just, there was too many things to set up, and it was getting a bit too annoying, and um, while I loved it, the Oculus Quest is not quite there for detail mm. like you could see the car five four five lengths in front of you but after that it was just very much a blur so i couldn't tell what who it was or anything like yep. that and but otherwise it was it was it worked really well for what it was for a cheap you know wireless headset that plugged into your computer to become a wide headset worked really well but 
I wanted better. So that's when I went to the uh, Asus ROG uh, 27-inch monitors, which are currently rocking at the moment when I upgraded my whole office. Uh, so that's when I got the, the monitor stands. So they became the new VR for me, so I could, you know, nice and easily see everything was, where everything was and, and all that kind of stuff, see apexes that I, I couldn't normally see, see horizon, stuff like that. Did so you find the that same was my... as me, that, like, once you made that triples upgrade, you, you noticed a pretty big improvement in your driving? Yeah. Yeah, my SR went from going backwards, and even my IR in particular, I reckon I was down around the 700s at that stage and, and quickly jumped back up as, as I wasn't making silly mistakes and going off the track and just overall quicker. Um, hitting apexes properly rather than than slightly overshooting them. Um, but yeah, it, w- it was probably my biggest biggest improvement overall. Yeah. Um, it, it's that or what we'll get to in a second. Um, first off, before we get to that, I made a button box because Matthew Joy, I worked with him for a while until he moved to another shed. And he convinced me, oh yeah, that's easy. We just make, just buy all these things and, and make a button box. You'll be right. And then I made it, and then he had to fix it, so it would work. But um, that's sitting there until I get a proper one, until I can find someone who who uh, like look, they're expensive, but they're really handy. Um, and I know the wheel you've got now pretty much replaces everything for a button box, but I'd, I'd still even keep a button box just for the for the extra things you can do with just just more buttons is easier in iRacing yeah. especially once you get up to the more complicated cars. I really like having the stream um, deck uh, especially being able to have the really obvious pictures for things like I still use that for a few things yep. um, that I like to have on there especially like fuel and things like that that I, I really want to look at um, as I press them so um, that's always an option yeah. Definitely. I've got a stream deck there, but it's hooked up to the second computer that's in my room for that I use for streaming. So we won't even go into that setup tonight. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Um, so the final change I made just recently, sort of, I think, actually late last year, about about my birthday again, so about August last year, I uh, bought the Heskenfeld Sprint Pedals. Um, and they are unbelievable. So... Um, they, they're proper load cell and they really do give you the right feeling of the, the force when you put your foot down rather than just the distance and they're fairly adjustable. So I've changed a few things around to get them to where I like it. Um, and I would never go back to any other pedal. Now I tried the C, the... The Fanatec ones that Club Sports, the V3s, yeah. So Matty Joy had had a set and he gave them to me for a week. And look, that sold me on getting better pedals for starters. But I didn't see the huge jump up that I thought I would from the Logitech with the the full spring package and stuff. But when I went to when I then tried these, when I bought these ones and and gave them a go, off like just basically looking around for reviews online people just said if you want the best especially if you're ever going to get into stuff like v8s which eventually one day i'd like to like these are the ones to get so it's probably the you know that's what i did my company it's probably the one thing i'd probably consider still upgrading is i've got the as i would have mentioned last week the cell elite load cell pedals and i got them because i won them and they were great they were they felt like a massive upgrade over non-load cell pedals with the logitechs i had 
but I do feel like that's probably the cheapest part of my rig now. Like it yeah. feels a bit out of place, and I definitely think like I've gotten to the <laughs> point where like I I feel like I could get more out of some better better brakes. Um, so it is something I've been considering yeah. as well. So it'd be it's good to hear that those Look, Husqvarna they're, they're... ones are as good as everyone seems to be saying. Yeah, no, they are. And I picked them up from Hybrid Racing Simulations as well. So they were amazing service. I basically said, look, when can I get these? They're out of stock, obviously, with everything last year. And, um, yeah, they just basically got them in and and sent them out to me ASAP as soon as they, they got in. So shout out to Hybrid Racing. What did I say? Hybrid Motorsport. Hybrid Racing yeah, Simulations. My brain is going. We've been talking for ages now. <laughs> so uh, hopefully get some, some of them on um at some stage down the track because the they are legends so if you ever need stuff high-end stuff definitely go see what they've got this got pretty pretty stuff all um most of the stuff that you can customize as well put your logos and stuff i saw them put out a um they sent out a jinx shifter was it them with um s to, to gizzy and they put yeah. his little logos and stuff on there as well so yeah definitely check them out there we go plugging people already only two episodes Got to get in. some sponsors before we plug anyone. But yes, <laughs> that's it. I'm not giving it away for free. <laughs> yeah, so that's basically my rig. I've got a whole heap of streaming stuff put around it, but you know, and the PC under the hood is is a pretty good PC. So it's got a twenty seventy sitting in there. Um, does the job. And so sa- twenty eighty. Same actually. as last week. If you want any pictures of Pete's rig, uh, feel free to hit up his OnlyFans. I mean, ask him, and I'm sure he'll post some on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. The OnlyFans, you got to pay good money for them, mate. Just let them give it away for free, remember? Um, so, look, speaking of giving away stuff for free, we're going to give advice to our listeners for free right now. So we've got questions. We uh, put a few few shout-outs out there. we got some stuff from our Discord, of all things. So uh, definitely go into our Discord, lockedonloads.com slash Discord, as you all have been, and uh, you can submit your questions there. It's the easiest way for us to find them. Uh, but Cal, are you my former podcast buddy from Locked On Lads uh, podcasts that we do together? He got on and asked us a question: If you were to, com- if you were a complete noob in iRacing, but were interested to start out, what's the best advice you could give a rookie driver? Now, Braden, you've prepared for this, so go. What's your What's your advice? Yeah, I've had an interesting question, and it was interesting some of the discussion that I noticed this evening um, that sort of got struck up in the discord where i think cal might have got a bit like overwhelmed by when we talked about the rigs last week and almost started to think like well maybe this isn't a spot for me but uh, we could talk about that another time in terms of advice for a new a new person or a new driver trying to get into iRacing i think it's just one have realistic expectations like it's it's a big learning curve like i came from playing, you know, F1 games and, you know, Forza and those kind of things here and there and playing on mainly a controller because back when I was playing those games, mostly the the wheels and stuff were complete rubbish and basically it was impossible to drive with them. And I think for me, I just had this vision in my head of I'm really good at racing games, which means I'm going to be awesome at this. And at first I definitely was not. So I think definitely having some realistic expectations (laughs) is a good place to start. Um, but getting some simple things right, like 
uh, getting your field of view correct and there's like heaps of calculators that you can use to do that out there um, you know things like if you're using a single monitor because you're just starting out like making sure you're using your uh, look left and look right buttons that's something when I was using a single monitor that I just didn't do um, and it makes like knowing where the other cars are like next to impossible effectively um, yeah you're driving with a hot lot of hope that they're going to do what they're supposed to do which especially when you're in rookie classes that exactly um some little things like having your pit stops sorted so for instance i found out the hard way over many times that uh, iRacing automatically ticks your tires and your fuel even <laughs> if you don't need them to be done so you know when you're in those rookie races yep. and someone does absolutely dive bomb you and send you off into the shadow realm and you end up going and managing to get back into the pits um and you want to go back out there you then give away another 30 40 50 seconds when you change tires and refuel when you really didn't need to so um, you can actually uh, change that in the app.ini file and uh, make it so that i've got it now that everything's default to turn off so i just need to click things that i need um, and use my stream deck for that so yeah. that's always always helpful um another thing is I think it's really important to learn to self-analyze those incidents that you 100% will have. Uh, and I, I think I talked yeah. about this last week. It wasn't until I realized that I was probably just as much at fault in a lot of the incidents. You know, every now and then there is ones that are unavoidable. But just being open-minded to that um, and being able to go back, look at a race, see what you can do better, it will make you a better driver a lot quicker than if you, you go down the what was me path or the you know everyone else is making the mistakes and it's costing me my i rating and it's costed me my safety rating and those kind of things yeah um no, definitely. and another thing is just to you know get to know those different apps and different overlays and i think we'll talk about these more in a couple of upcoming uh, episodes but getting to know all those different yeah, uh, apps and stuff that can run alongside i racing that can really help out as well so things like crew chief Things like trading paints, you know, just to make the game look a bit more visually um, appealing. Uh, and then the last one is probably, you know, it seems obvious, but really invest the time. It's it's really hard to be good at this without practicing. So don't just chuck it away after a week because you've had a few bad races. If it's something you really think, you know, I could, could see myself doing this a little bit, you're really going to have to invest a little bit of time. Um, and it does get better and you will get better, but it, it is hard at first and it... I could see how it'd be really easy to just chuck it away after you know a couple of weeks because you've had a few rookie races where it's not gone well and it feels like you don't know what you're doing. So I just invest that time. Yeah, definitely. Um, I look like there's not much else I can say on top of that, but definitely take your little wins you get. So yeah. not I'm talking about winning a race overall, but cool, I ended up sixth this this race. Hey, cool, everyone crashed out and I got fifth. Or, you know, I, I did this really good pass. Um, or I passed someone. It's as simple as that. Or I didn't, or I got zero X. Like, like have those little things and, and you'll always remember those type of things. Obviously, you're going to have, you're gonna have bad, bad, bad races and things are going to happen, as yeah. you said. But celebrate those wins. Uh, like, I've only had one win in 18 months. Well, one one win on road in eighteen months that I consider a yeah. win, um, and th that's not what I take back. That's I'm, I'm taking, you know, that great pass I did, or I, I you know push this person, or I hung with this person. They're the kind of stuff that that you got to focus on rather than 
I did haven't won a race yet or anything like that. Yeah. So I actually just um, as you went to go talk, ta- start talking, I went and just had a look at my stats because I was like, you know, it's not all about winning, and it's the same thing this year alone. I've done fifty-one officials and only had the one win, so you know, but yeah. still enjoying myself right. just as much as 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 ever. So. Yeah, and, and don't be afraid to ask questions in communities, especially when you find the right community. Um, and I know our one's pretty good, and there's also the Aussie car one's pretty yeah. good, where everyone's been there, so everyone's happy to... Uh, understands what, you, what you're what going through and happy to teach you stuff. Um, I guess the other one too is watch your replays. Don't just finish a race and walk away from it. Sit back and watch your replay f- from all different angles and, and just see where your different your lines different to other people um and you know if there is a, a mistake watch why try and work out why you've made that mistake well that's self-analyzing stuff that you were talking about before but you, you can get all that stuff for free by just watching replays of your of your actual race that you've done or just your practice sessions do as many practice sessions as you can you don't have to jump into a race straight yeah. away there's no reason or, or need to do that just just do laps yeah. do laps and do more laps and you'll get used to the car after that. And there's always... So, the, the tricky one um, I always found is lots of people were telling me, you know, just start from the pits. Just start from the pits or start from the back or don't qualify and get yourself out of rookies, which to a degree I agree with. But I I felt like if I did that, I wasn't going to learn how to race with people. So it's all well and good nah, to get out of... missing yeah, opportunities. It's all well and good to get yourself out of rookies, but you're going to come across people who drive like rookies, whether it's in rookies, Ds, Cs, Bs, or As. It, it happens at all times. Yeah. So, you know, really learning those skills of, okay, this guy, I can tell this guy is going to dive up the inside. I'm going to let him through and ha- see him crash yeah. into the wall five turns later. I think if you can put aside your I rating and your safety rating and knowing you might have to drive that MX-5 or whatever it is for a little bit longer, I think it really teaches you a little bit more about driving. Yep, definitely. The, oh, I almost, when I was thinking about this afternoon, I was going to say, just start from the pits. But I'm like, no, I never did that. Everyone said to do that and I never did that. And yeah, you, you, you're losing that first half a lap or more of, of battling it out with other cars and trying to, you know, not crash the car under cold tires around other people and you lose like that's invaluable racing close to other people and it's probably the hardest skill to eventually master is making sure that you know you can pull in behind this guy you've got about five centimeters to spare and you and you can then duck out when you're about two centimeters to spare yeah. like i still don't have that i'll i'll give someone a car yeah. length and that hurts like that as soon as I give someone a car length, the person behind me is pushing past and then they've got it. I'll give a car length to them. And then that's what happens in an Aussie car. Like I go back seven or eight positions in the first two laps because I'm just too worried about driving next to people. Yeah. So, And if you um, find a lead, don't be know, afraid to jump in as well. Like I definitely, like I said last week, I, I definitely attribute a lot of getting better to racing in, in the Aussie car yep. league. And I'm sure there's many others out there that will teach you the same thing. But having that commitment to one... Uh, one discipline and you know knowing that if you crash mm-hmm. it's worth staying out there and continuing to try and get as many points as you can um it just kind of gives you a different perspective on racing yeah definitely um we'll move on to the next question i guess which is the other host of the show nathan verney times in with um how can one keep their pace up but use less tires and fuels now Look, if you're a normal person, it's easy. But when you're Vernie, I don't know if that's possible, to be honest. So just 
a little bit of hindsight here or a little bit of behind the scenes of what we're talking about Nathan Verney's races for Enduros with uh, Locked On Lads and um, yeah Locked On iRacing sorry and we're doing Bathurst practicing for the 12 hour and I reckon he tore his tyres up to about 40% <laughs> or 50% left in, in his stint and most of us are doing about 73, 74, <laughs> 75, maybe 69 uh, and we'd usually get about two to three laps. Nah, I'll probably, it was definitely at least one or two laps extra out of the tank, like to the point where I think he did 28 laps once one race and I did about 32 laps. Um, and you know, he's going, I was going to, I was yes, going to say, you, you, I was going to say, I'm not sure if I, I could take this to the wrong direction and say, um, <laughs> Oh Pete, but you know, you're forgetting how quick he is <laughs> and try and make you look bad, but <laughs> he is quick. But then when you, you can put him up against you and, Matthew, okay, the other two mainstays in the Locked On Racing Enduro yeah. team. He still uses more fuel. And even to the point where he ran out of fuel, he, he had to put more fuel in his Aussie car around Nuremberg Ring because he couldn't make the full distance. Uh, so he had to pit early, I think it was, or something. Uh, I don't even, he was, was going to run out of fuel down the back straight uh, where most of us got almost like a, a full half a lap yeah, I, was say, I don't even know how you use more fuel to. in a skippy. Like it's, it's almost harder to do than it is to I not. But he did. <laughs> Um, so look, going into corners and flicking it around corners, like slow in, fast out's the best way to um, save your tire life. And I know Nathan, he goes border gate <laughs> into corners, and he's he fast. Like he's he's fast, but he's definitely yeah. Look, it's it's all about slow in, fast out. It's being smooth, which he seems to be. I don't know what it is. What is it that Nathan does? You know him better than me. You're his We teammate. don't know. <laughs> That's why it's so funny. We genuinely don't know. <laughs> he seems like you could watch a lap and it doesn't seem that much different to what you know I'm doing or Matthew's no. doing. Uh, and all of a sudden, you get to the end of the stint and he's 10 12% more tire wear. It's, it, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Do you think it's just a multiplier in iRacing? They've put it on his account. And says tire wear at one point three percent and fuel consumption at one point three percent, and they've just gone. They've picked him out and said, "Ha ha." It, it would have to be, yeah. Maybe, and I think it's fair to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it is fair. Uh, there are some really good videos out there for saving fuel and stuff like that yeah. as well. Uh, tire life. Look, I, I reckon we get Nathan doing some circuits around an oval, and especially with Skurlock, yeah. his mate. Like he'll teach him how to save tires around there, and then he, he, that'll transfer across once he. Well, no. It's generally thought for. I know talking to him, but he has know. done some longer oval racing stuff. Because when we were preparing for the Enduros, I was sort of talking to him about how I've never done any long races and I wasn't sure how I'd go. And he was saying that he had done some long oval stuff, you know, like two, two-hour races um, in those kind of things. So yeah. I don't know how he didn't run out of fuel in those races then. Yeah, no, me either. So it, anyway, we're taking a little bit of piss <laughs> out of Nathan, but that's it's it's that's what he gets. <laughs> He knows what he, what he asked. It is interesting, so, though. If I'm, um, if you if want I'm not mistaken, yeah. uh, in iRacing, the actual way you can save fuel is slightly different to in real life, though, right? Because it takes the position of your throttle yeah, as opposed is. to really how much um, how much height or how high the revs are yeah. and things like that. So it definitely is something if you do want yeah, help no, it's with, purely uh, go watch some videos. They'll be able to explain it much better than we can. Yeah. Yeah, so just lifting off and coasting into a corner because your your foot's not on the throttle, you save that little yeah. bit of fuel. It, it's usually done by hanging behind someone and just drafting them. Um, but so then you can take the, you can put the foot on seventy percent on straights instead of a hundred percent on straights and still get the same speed because they're dragging yeah. you along. Um, 
but yeah, that that's a serious answer to it. Tire wear, like I said, slow in, fast out. Don't be accelerating too early out of a corner. Don't be braking too hard into too late into a corner. They're the two easiest ways to save your fuel, uh, save your tire wear. So, but yeah, Nathan's just a freak of nature. Uh, we do have one last question that's not in the show notes, and it's from that guy we can't talk about anymore, uh, James Chastie, in Discord. Uh, how the hell do you beat Cameron Dance asking for a friend? Um, <laughs> You give him a full-time commentary job in another league and then he can't race in said league and you beat him that way, I guess? Or you disconnect his computer like I did to Braden? <laughs> I mean, oh, I didn't do it to Braden. It is interesting. I would um, love to have yeah, seen look. how uh, Cam Dance and Perez would have raced this year and how close some yes. of those battles would have been. So it is, in a way, a shame that he's not there. Uh, but yep. I'm sure for uh, Chasty, it's probably... Uh, like not having to relive a nightmare every Thursday. <laughs> well, yeah, so it's a behind the scenes. If for those who don't race Aussie car or know, or know the situation, yeah, last season Chassis joined Aussie car skips for the first time. There's a bit of a, I need a break from V8, so I'm a bit of a joke, I'll go in this league. And then found out he's actually really fast, but every single race he came second to Cameron Dance. Um, there's nothing he could do to beat him. Even when he looked like he was going to beat him, still couldn't beat him. So... Um. Yeah, there's there's no way except for getting him out of the league, Chastity. You you are doomed to lose to him forever. Unfortunately, <laughs> maybe Sorry. now that he's got you as a teammate, you might be able to spear him off when you're a lap down or something like that. <laughs> well, look, there is that tactic. I do I do admit I've I've seen Cameron come past me to lap me a few times, and I'm like, just just just, just take that back wheel off. Is it uh... worth it? Nah, but not. Okay, so look, that's all the questions for this week. That's been. I was going to say we've, of a podcast of a we've half done hour well. We're only one hour over what we initially planned this to be, but the the sort of resounding uh, feedback was, hey, if it goes a little bit longer, go a little bit longer. So I think we have. That's it. So I think we've got some good content in this week. Anyway, there's a lot of stuff out there, and there's even some other series that are now popping up that I want to I want to try and keep an eye on, but I don't have the time in my yeah. life. So if you are in a series out there that you want us to cover and you want to sort of give us a bit of a write-up on what's going on or something like that, we're happy to read that out in our seri- in our results section. Uh, hit us up either at contact us at lockedonlads.com or get, jump in the Discord, lockedonlads.com slash Discord. Don't be afraid. Jump in there. There's some really good people in there at the moment. Um, and, yeah, say hello when you pop in. Don't and be shy. And I guess shy. the exciting um, thing, but- hopefully, is over the next sort of few weeks, hopefully we'll be able to start lining up some guests and um, sort of chat to a few different people and hear their iRacing stories and their sim racing stories and get a few different points of view from, I guess, people from across the whole community because there's so many different facets to the sim sim world, you know, broadcasting, drivers, uh, manufacturing, and there's lots of different things. It'd be really nice to get some people on to chat with us. Yeah, definitely. So that's that's what we're working on now. We just wanted to settle in for a few episodes and that's what we've, we've sort of done. So... Look, I haven't. Uh, we'll start hopefully planning for next week and, and onwards to try and get some guests in, so it can break up the monotony of <laughs> hearing us to jabber on each week. So, no, that that's the end goal. So we've had some really good feedback. Heaps of people already interested in talking to us. We got people from Anne's Car, Aussie Car, uh, even on the broadcast last week. I think um, Daniel Haynes, David Haynes, and 
he else stuff his name <laughs> off already, and Ryan Jones was, was sort of um, giving hints, subtle hints about wanting to be on the podcast. I think last night David Haynes was on a podcast that never they never talked to him again. Maybe we so leave him for a little while. He should then. be good right up our alley. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, look. Um, thank you for making it such a big success, uh, everyone who who gave a listen. Thank you for all the feedback. It's been overwhelming, to be honest. Um, I've started many a podcast in my time. I've never had a start like this for a podcast. So thank you so much for for yeah making it such a successful start. Um, but Braden, let's wrap this thing let's up because I know you want to get get to bed <laughs> early. Um, where can people find you, mate? What do you got planned for the next yeah, week? Yeah, so I should be streaming all things going well yet again uh, on twitch.tv slash the one Wade uh, tomorrow night's Aussie car. Um, hopefully we have less computer malfunctions and I'll be able to make it through the full stream and actually outro it rather than it just switch off and me never return. Uh, and then if you want to... Hey, the upside is we're into we are enduro season, so there's only one race i can beat you in instead fair, of two fair enough. so i guess is that and then uh yeah my twitter is at braden talks so normally over there talking something about sport or something about racing so definitely get in there and give him a follow and have a chat with him uh so you can find me at wilco's chill zone mainly on twitter i've been very slack on twitter i just basically don't twitter much at all at the moment but yeah go hit me up if you want to uh, have a chat over there, uh, the main place I am chatting is in our Discord. So, like I said, lockedonlads.com slash Discord will be the link to get you in. It should be in the show notes if you don't want to go all the way over there. Um, but, look, that's the main place you can find me. But lockedonlads.com, I'm, I'm slowly getting blog posts up when I can. I'm covering all these races for the show, so I might start doing a few write-ups and actually put them on as blog posts uh, in there to help me get my notes for the show uh we'll see how we go it's just time at the moment work is nuts as i always say uh but yeah definitely uh so locked on lads on twitch which i'll be streaming the aussie car alongside Braden. uh also the tin tin tops cup on monday if i'm racing in that i'll stream that as well uh whenever we do our enduro races you'll see the wilco shuffle if i can <laughs> do it again uh on saturday nights uh probably every second saturday for the moment on Twitch, uh, but also Locked On Lads YouTube, which is Locked On Lads YT. Uh, Locked On Lads on Facebook. If you're not liking the page yet, I know a lot of you are actually liking the posts and, and commenting on the posts, which is absolutely amazing. Keep doing that. But if you can like the page as well, that'd be awesome. Uh, and Locked On Lads on Twitter. But they're the places you can find us. And obviously, Locked On iRacing. Go check out my other podcast, which is Locked on lads, the man cave, and nothing but ramblings, which I promised an episode this week, and I haven't done that because work is <laughs> shit. Um, oops, I said the curse word and went on an explicit one. That's my bad. Sorry, <laughs> no one's listening at this stage. So thank you so much, Braden, for putting up with me for half an uh, hour and a half. Um, thank you for making the podcast such a good success as well. And um, I guess we'll talk to you next week. We'll hear about my exploits over yours. Uh, in sounds a week's good. Time. Take care. Drive fast. 